This is episode 14 of Audition Notes. Hello. Hello. Episode 14. 14, can you believe it? Uh, I, I, I think I've missed some. Well, we haven't done one since March 2019, so we are lacking, slacking. That's um, that's terrible. It's a real shame, isn't it? I did a few by myself, but uh, you were there for most of them. So what are we talking about today? That's a good question. How should I present myself in an audition? How you present yourself in an audition. Something I don't think we've talked about much before. Okay. So. Well, I remember my first audition before I graduated from drama school. I, I, was, I hadn't even finished yet. And uh, it was a pretty big deal. I went to, uh, I think it was a Young Vic in London. Had a panicky 15 minutes in the bar while I tried to decompose. Uh, decompose? Deconstruct. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was decomposing. I tried to deconstruct a monologue with, with no tools. So I had no idea what I was doing. And then I got up, sweatily got up from the table walked into a relatively dark black box theatre to meet the director and upon entering, tripped over some set and fell flat on the floor. Ouch. So that's, I would say, that's not how you would... It's not the best way to start an audition and how you present yourself. So I think presenting yourself, I always tell our students that they should they should think about that... The, there's a respectful informality. I think formality is uncomfortable, it's stiff, it's tense. And I usually say, you know, imagine you're meeting your partner's parents for the first time. Um, <laughs> you don't want to do that in my case. <laughs> that would be really bad advice. Don't do it. <laughs> so, but I get your point. For most people, yeah. There's, it, there's, a, there's a looseness, but there's a respect and... Because I think people put people on a pedestal and it makes them even more tense and uncomfortable. Well, let's ask, why did, where does the tension come from? Apart from the obvious nerves of the fact that you're auditioning, I think most auditionees don't consider the fact that the people the other side of the door aren't judge and jury. I guess people put all the, the emphasis on pleasing them in many ways. Certainly all the, all the stress and pressure comes is internally generated by the by the actor right because they think that they because they're being selected they automatically assume psychologically that 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 the person watching them is there to take them down and see who the the winner is and actually all the all the directors and casting directors i've ever worked with or spoken to have all said the same thing we we want you to you know, we're we're in that room hoping that you're amazing. So we've got, you know, we when you walk in, we're excited. We're not there to to judge you in that sense, in a negative sense, in a critical sense, I suppose is what I mean. They want they want to find the right person, don't they? Yeah, nothing would please them. Nothing would make them happier than seeing ten people walk in that room and them all being. Great people, first of all, and good actors, second of all. 
And I do put it in that order because it really doesn't matter how good the audition piece is. If you don't come across well or you seem a bit standoffish or a bit rude or a bit chronically shy or a little bit, you know, something. Yeah, but you're a person first and an actor second. And what do they say in sales? People buy from people. And I think in auditions, people buy the person and their abilities well, you've got to work with these people for, for weeks and weeks, weeks on end. Weeks or months or, yeah, and if it's casting director, there's, there's the added stress of thinking that you've got to present this person to your boss, the director, or your client, the director, and give them, you know, what they're looking for. So if you're choosing the wrong person or choosing somebody who's, you know, very talented but basically difficult, then you're not going to get chosen. Um, people, younger people, so because a lot of our podcast has dealt with drama school, they they sort of go in and they're all blacks, you know, like I'm, I'm, um, and really, the, uh, is it the word denude? I don't know if that's the right word, denude. It, it removes their personality. Well, that's the point of wearing all blacks, but it doesn't help them. Right, um, I, I think... I think your personality should be... There's, there's two sides to this. So if you're going into an audition for a role, someone asked me this yesterday in class, you know, should I should I wear costume? And the answer is absolutely not. Not costume, no. Um, because people... Character clothes. People... <laughs> Please, come on. Character clothes. We don't wear costume, darling. Nick went through, he's 15. So you want to make a suggestion, and I think it's really easy to make a suggestion. Colours work really well for that. Um, particular outfits work well for that. You d- no, you don't want to go in military outfit and helmet, but you might wear a green T-shirt. You might wear a white blouse if it's something office-related or f- more formal. It's, an, it's a kind of easy way to suggest and help, help. well, I would say unconsciously help the person see you as the role. On the flip side, on a drama school edition, I think you really want to be you. Right, yeah. That's true. So, so something. So, I would say neutral, neutral clothing in terms of appearance, but with a with a hint of something that's unmistakably you. Yeah, and I always say, you know, why not accessorize a tiny bit? Just you know, make yourself clearly have your own personality. You don't want um, you know something on your t shirt that's distracting, some image or some words. I think that's that is problematic. But you you do. You do want to have personality. Um, I think, I think actors don't think about that because they're presenting the idea of role when actually it's their character that needs to come across in the audition. It might be that kind of audition where you've got no time at all to talk to them, but if you are spending any time at all having a conversation with them, it all helps for them to see who you are as a person. It only takes seconds to say a few words to make an impression. So the moment you walk in the door... If your eye line is on the floor and you don't say, you don't greet people warmly or openly, that tells them something about you immediately. And that's within three seconds. It's, it's frightening that within three to five seconds, people have already started to make a decision about you. You haven't even started acting. But that's just human nature. I don't think at all it's... It, is it unfair? Yes, a little bit unfair. But is it unusual? No. You take a snapshot of, of the person you see. And well, it's not fair. No, nothing's fair, right? Everything. Nothing's fair if you're on the losing side. And if you're on the winning side, then everything's completely justified. 
they, like you said before, they're auditioning the, they, you're auditioning the person first. There are very, uh, I mean, I, 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 whether it's drama school or whether it's, it's the commercial theatre, film or television, the only way the actor can get away with not being, let's say, somebody you want to spend a lot of time with is if they're exceptionally talented already, or already a name. Outside of that, nobody will admit this, but there are conversations that are had behind closed doors and saying, hmm, so-and-so is good, but, you know, they're a bit tricky. They're a bit tricky to work with. These conversations happen. Yeah, I think I think more and more people aren't willing to put up with divas. I mean, okay, if they're really going to bring in the box office, that's one thing. If you've got a, if you, If you're used to dealing with that kind of personality, that's another thing too. But in general, I I doubt these days that people want to deal with with that kind of thing. I'm just not interested in divas. They don't make good actors. You know, they're they're often wildly talented. But the wild part is that you know you don't get any consistent performance out of them anyway. So they're you know they're they're good in a showy way. You know, they can hit it. You know, five times out of ten, it's phenomenal. But what about the other five times? Right. That's that's inconsistency, and it is and it's the opposite of professionalism as well. Yeah. So okay, so you walk in the door. You're 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 dressed in a drama school audition. You're dressed neutrally, uh, with a hint of something that expresses your character or personality. First thing you do is you want to give them eye contact, whoever whoever's in the room, and you want to smile and you want to say hello, right, in a warm, friendly way, not in a way that where subtextually you say hello and you actually mean I'm really nervous, like hello. That's not really going to inspire confidence. Yeah, I call this section the meet and greet. Right. Um, and I think you have to make eye contact in a non-creepy way. I think you have to smile. Um, I do think, you know, that thing about when you smile, it changes the changes your voice. You know, how you can hear someone smiling on the phone. Um, I'm smiling now while you're saying I that. I can hear that. Yeah. I can see it too, which helps. <laughs> that's, that's useful. <laughs> what, you could have just taken my word for it? Well, so I actually have people actually practice that. I did a whole class on just introducing yourself. And I think when I start that class, people are like, yeah, okay, <laughs> right, sure, that's, you know, I know how to introduce myself. And the first thing they do, um, I ask them to come in and say, you know, hi, and, and their name, hi, I'm Mark Westbrook. We're really used to saying our own names. One of the things I dislike about my own name is that there are two hard K sounds, one at the end of each each name, so actually I have kind of stops, like Mark, Westbrook, um, and that T in the middle of the second one slows me. I, I find myself tripping over my own name really easily. And I tell that story, and everyone in the room looks at me like, yeah, sure. And then universally, 80% of the class falls over their own name or says, hi, I'm... Um, um. Hi, I'm Um. And you say, hi, it's Um. It's amazing how many people are called Um. Middle initial. Middle initial. Uh, mine is probably um 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 Westbrook. Um um um. It's a funny one. We're not. We're not. Um, we're dis. We're, we're. What's the word? We're not encouraged to talk about ourselves in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's seen to be well. Certainly, I mean, it different. It's different for different cultures. I think certainly, as a sweeping generalization, British people. And not encouraged to uh, 
toot their own horn. Right. Hi, I'm Tim, and I'm not very good. Yeah, hi. I'm, I'm just going to hide my light under a bushel, uh, because I wouldn't, for the life of me, want you to think that I was dynamic or interesting. Yeah, it, uh, we were looking at the students on camera the other day, and universally, all of them l- looked beautiful. I love what the camera does to people. It... You know, they say it adds pounds, but you know what? It makes everybody, enhances everybody. Everybody looks so beautiful. And it's, it's. I, I love that. Good camera and good bit of lighting, and you just look stunning. You look absolutely your best. And I'm, think, and I'm looking at that and thinking, if I tell any of you that you look good, you're going to get really shy, and you're not going to believe me. And and I thought, that's really sad, because that's that's the person presenting themselves in audition, someone who doesn't believe... Um, that they that they look right, and what I said yesterday to the guys was like, "This is look, this is someone's looking for you. Someone's looking for you, right? They're looking for what you look like and how you behave, and you're really castable. You're all really castable, and you have to believe that. I mean, I, I don't I certainly think in American culture there's a there's a level of self belief and self confidence which is already there, which is drilled into them. I mean, disagree with me." Um, listeners, by all by all means, but in my experience, Americans have a lot more confidence um, and aren't afraid of of hiding their light under a bushel. Um, British people tend to be the almost horribly the absolute opposite. Just just you know, like I said, like hi, I'm I'm Tim, and I'm really not very good. Um, and I, I, it's frustrating because. I don't think you need to be all confidence, but you certainly don't need to be so modest that you actually look like you don't even approve of yourself. I think you're being kind. I, I actually, I am going to say you do need to be confident. You need to be your most confident self. Right? I guess I'm saying you don't need to be overconfident because I think what people are afraid of, well, absolutely. But we know what people's calibrations like. They don't have a sense of scale. So yeah. from an outside perspective, most of the time when people are being overconfident, it actually doesn't look that way from the other side. But they, they, feel, they feel like they're going to embarrass themselves. Actually, they feel like the other people are going to think, you cocky, you know, kind of like... I think people fear embarrassing themselves and people fear looking like they think highly of themselves. And, and the, the real shame is that actually they never do. They never do come across as very cocky. Um, I think it's. I think you have to be confident. You're right. I, I, I think what I was saying is that they fear the overconfidence, or they fear coming across as confidence. But like you said, they're not calibrated, so they don't come across as overconfident. I've been at thinking all. about confidence a lot lately, and, and it's such a it's such a critical factor in the success or failure of an a, a, an actor in training and an actor in life. Right? Absolutely nothing that you do benefits from lack of confidence you name me one activity or skill or even hobby or interest that benefits from being low confidence while you do it it just it just you know it sounds obvious but until you until you actually realize that confidence is is a core element that has to run through everything you do the core element Right? Yeah. It's the core element. Without it, you, you can't have success. Why? Because what is confidence? It's self-belief. So it's belief that you can do a thing, because I think confidence is really domain-specific. Right? You can be super confident teaching and completely lacking confidence as a dancer. 
Um, so it's really domain specific. Yes, there is such a thing as general confidence, but that's because um, it's usually um, environmental as well. So mm-hmm. you might be more confident at home than you are at work, or more confident at school. Um, so belief in yourself. And once again, there's this idea that believing in yourself is somehow a bit dirty, like it's a bit a bit grimy, like you like having self belief is somehow a, a bad thing, and that's that's. It's just totally wrong. It's weird though, because when I think about approaching something, even if I, even if it's something I'm unfamiliar with, and let's say I've, I've got little experience of doing, I don't approach it with low confidence. But I don't think about it as being about me either. I know that sounds weird. You say belief in yourself. I don't think about myself. I don't go, okay, well I've got a new piece of technology I've got to grasp today for acting for camera lessons that I've that I've got to teach. Right, fine. Uh, how am I going to do this? I don't think about me as a person. I think about, okay, what's the obstacle? The obstacle is that, you know, I need, I don't know how this thing works. What am I going to do about it? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to start, I'm going to start using it. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to screw it up and I'm going to learn from that. And then eventually I'm going to know how to get it right. I sort of try not to bring myself into it in that sense. Well, then you're focused on the thing, right? Right. So if it's a belief that you can do a specific thing, you're focused on the thing. Because you're able to do that, it's quite hard to work backwards and go, now why, 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 aren't, why aren't other people doing that? Because, Well, my point being is try not to focus on you. Focus on the, focus on the, the person the thing or, or, the, or person. the thing. Yep. It's the same in an acting a scene. You know, if you're if you're in the middle of a scene and you're thinking too deeply about your character and your bubble of thoughts or emotions at the expense of not being aware of what's happening in front of you to the person that you're dealing with or acting the scene with, if you're not focusing on them, then it's it's all going to go pear shaped for you. I think about drama school auditions, right? And it's really it's, it's related to this. That um, I think from the panel's point of view, because we're often the, the panel of our own uh, full-time courses, and if the person doesn't look like they're having fun, I can't imagine them <laughs> being here or being, right? So the problem for, with auditions is if you treat them like a firing squad, if you treat them like something's being done to you, if it doesn't look like fun, I just can't imagine you spending one or two or three years training there like i know you th- you're serious about this and i know you really love this so why aren't why aren't you showing us that well let's call it enthusiasm as well right, right? Right, right like i want to see some enthusiasm we've we've auditioned people who let's say have have had less experience but they've had more enthusiasm and and an openness and that's more exciting from a perspective of, of a panel of people that are going to select who to who to train for a year or two or three, that enthusiasm and openness goes a long way. If someone turns up to an audition and looks petrified, look, I have great sympathy for them, but that that, petrif- that petrification and the lack of enthusiasm just immediately makes me think, I do not want to put you through hell. Do you think there's a correlation between that and the, and the sort of? Uh, I mean, we know that the chances of acceptance uh, at major drama schools is is incredibly low. Anyway, it's less than one percent, or it used to be. Can't, it must be somewhere around that. Um, and and of that, if you're very young, it's it's probably even less. Yeah, definitely. Do you think there's a correlation between age and 
uh, and confidence in that sense. It's funny you should say that because I want to say yes, but probably not in the way you you expect. What, are you going to put it? Do it in a funny voice, <laughs> <laughs> if you wish. If that's what turns you on. Um, so, I often think that younger people have a confidence that that perhaps more mature applicants sometimes don't have. Now, I'm not saying that they don't. I'm not saying mature applicants don't have. Of course, they do. They've got more life experience. They've been knocked down more often and got back up again. Um, but in general, there's something, there's some positive, there's some, there's some sense that you believe that, that you can do this. There's an almost bulletproof sense in, in, in younger applicants, in, in my experience. Of course, it's not for all applicants, and you do see that in mature applicants, but there's, there's a sense of... Um, that, that, that you can do this. And I, I, I really like that and really admire it. Um, it's okay to be nervous. Everyone expects you to be nervous. There's an outcome that, you, that you're looking to achieve and everyone knows you're looking to achieve it. So being a bit nervous is completely fine. I think when a bit nervous becomes, looks, sounds terrified, behaves terrified is actively scared, it, it's going to affect your ability. You're not going to be able to shine on that right, day. Right, so let me give you some advice then. If you're going into that kind of situation audition for drama school, there's a little trick that I used to use for auditions. When you arrive, imagine that that's where you go to every day. So you turn up and you go, oh, this is, these are the doors that I push open every morning when I come in. This is the corridor I walk down every morning when I come to train. That's the cafe that I go to inside the building and get my cup of tea every morning and a digestive. These are the people that I greet. Oh, that person over there. Yes, that's, that's someone I see on a regular basis. You have to, you can tell yourself a little story in your head that, that this is where you are comfortable because you go there often. This is where you belong. Yeah. I do an exercise myself with, with students where I ask them to imagine standing in front of the giant doors of the great academy that they want to train at, you know, and it's a giant fortress and they're locked out on this side. Then I ask them to visualize what it's like on the other side. And the thing is on the other side, it doesn't look like a fortress at all. You know, it, it looks like, a, it looks like home, mm. you know, though that's the guy in client services you wave to every morning. You know, there's the, there's the person you always see who's a music student and you wave to them and there's your friends down the corridor. They're all, you know, getting ready for class and, I just think from the other side, it really looks like home. It's just when you're standing on the side where the big doors, the giant fortress doors, and you're trying to you're trying to break your way in, then then it just adds to the pressure and the. Because I do think, yes, yes, you have to be good to get in, and yes, these places are amazing, but it's also not the kingdom of heaven. You know, it's right. It's it, it's it's a place run by people. You know, fallible people who are uh, brilliant and fallible, and you know, it's it will be both amazing and there'll be some stuff you don't like there too. It's not a perfect experience. It's not. It's not Disney, um, and you have to see it as it's not. Uh, so, so meet and greet. So we've got we've got an idea of what we can do to visualize uh, before you go in. When you go in, the story that you can tell yourself as you're walking around, you can be in control of not letting nervous people pester you if you're the type of person that needs to to get in the zone get the headphones on i mean i remember saying this to a to a student like put the head oh i wouldn't want to be antisocial i said why are you there to make some friends 
Right, exactly. Um, and, and that's whether we're talking about drama school or we're talking about regular auditions, like you're not there to make friends. If you don't have any, okay, this could be an opportunity to socialise, but generally you want to either get the job or you want to get into the school, so... It's not your focus, not yeah, your primary focus. Put your headphones on. I mean, I talk all the time about having a performance playlist, a, a set of a set of songs on on your phone or or whatever to that get you mentally into the place that you want to be, so that you're really either chilled. It depends what kind of person you are. You might need to be pumped up, or that take you from chilled to pump up, or take you from pumped up to chilled, depending upon the journey you need. Um, I think it is about creating a little. The word I'm all about at the moment is bubble. Creating a little bubble. Um, and and putting yourself in the right mindset. Certainly, the performance playlist would help reduce your anxiety. It would definitely reduce your heart rate because that's one of the biggest enemies you have. Your your you know you're overactivated, meaning your heart rate is is pounding. Your mind is a bit cloudy. You've started to sweat because all the blood's pumping to your major organs. Your fingers and your nose are cold because again, it's all uh, right. So you're having this terrible ex- physiological and psychological mm. experience. Mm-hmm. A simple performance playlist will just put your head in the right place. And that, before you walk through the door, you want to be in, in the calmest or the most upbeat mindset, depending upon what depending kind of what you need. You're yeah, right. depending on what you need. So that's before you go in the door. When, you, when you're called, uh, you come in, you give everybody eye contact. You know, if, if, if someone who seems not very important is the person bringing you you know, be as be as sweet. Oh, yeah. Be as sweet. You never know who that is. No, the audition right? starts from the moment someone comes to call you. That person, you don't know who they are. I've always specifically in casting, I have a person out in the hallway, and like they have the iPad, and I have my phone, and I'm always asking, okay, so what was he like? How did he treat you? Because how he treats you is how he, what he's really like. Right. Um, so you never know who that is you're speaking to. Um, that could be a um, it could be a cast member. It could be you know member of the production team. You never know who that person's going to become or be. Um, so the audition starts the moment they call your name and you look up and you see a face and you smile back to them and you get up and you make a little bit of you know light conversation. Um, so hello when you come in, you know nice bright hello. Invariably, you'll probably ask hi, how are you? So what's the what's what's the best answer for that? I'm really nervous. No, no. Yeah. So, um, look, uh, just this is what I love. This is my favorite bit. Sorry to interrupt you, right? Right. Because yeah. this, this happened the other day uh, in an audition. So the director says, Hi, Phil. It wasn't Phil. Hi, Phil. How are you? Phil replies, I'm fine, thanks. And silence. Now, Fundamentally, Phil forgot what Phil was taught to do by his parents when he was very, very little. <laughs> and that's to return the question. I'm fine, thanks. How are you? How are you? It's not difficult, is it? It is when you're stressed, Nick. It is when you're stressed. Um, if you're not... Stress makes us behave very strangely. We just... The normal systems that, that make us operate normally just... Go out the window straight away. But so, what you have to do is you have to train yourself. You have to expect people to ask I'm just you that question. Say, if you're that, if the, if your level of stress is that high that you can't think to respond to someone, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Then you're not ready. Well, you're not prepared mentally for it, for sure. Right. Um, Something's so, gone wrong in your preparation. Yeah, you're massively over nervous, and 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 uh, of course it spikes when the person starts speaking to you. But 
you know what, you've been improvising conversations with other human beings your entire life. Like, look at the person. They're a person. You know, they go to the loo just like you do. Have a conversation with them. Hey, how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm good, actually. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for asking. The okay. panel want to get you talking, right? Because it's the only way that they... And, and, and they don't know what to ask you, so it's inevitably going to be about the weather or your journey or something pretty banal. Right, so be ready. Be ready for a list of potential banal questions that you might be asked, and and be really careful to avoid um, what I call puking. Um, and by puking, I mean I, so, so. What I mean is sometimes like on a literal level. It well, be. that's for sure. Sometimes under uh, under pressure, we have an urge to tell people oh, ba- yeah. bad things about ourselves. Right, yeah. right. So it is there in the you know how are you doing. Actually, I'm pretty nervous. Well, my stomach ulcer is really playing up right now. I couldn't find a car parking space. Um, <laughs> so, um, like, you don't want to lay on them all your, all your, you know, all your negatives. Um, so, yeah, it, dumping. Yeah. yeah, don't dump. Don't. Um, Mamet calls it puking your badness. Don't don't dump your, all your stuff on them. Um, it may not feel entirely. You know, people say it was not authentic. You know, I wasn't feeling great. Look, this is a this is a sales situation, people. You know, so how are you? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Thanks for asking. That's 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 it. That's that's what you need. And then, and and how are you all? How's your day going? Uh, you also need to be able to ask it. It's the same with the greeting. You have to ask it in a way that's positive, enthusiastic, but also sounds like you. So, like, I'm like a good morning person. What I mean is. I like to say good morning. I like to say good morning to my students when I start class, right? I don't say hi. I say good morning. You don't want to know how I greet them. Good morning, squirrels. Well, yeah, that's that's true. That is one of my favourites. That's how he that's how he greets people. I, I I want to be called a squirrel. I want to be in one of Nick's classes. It's the squirrel club. Yeah. Yeah. I always say good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Um it's gotta be your version. What what I'm saying is to make it authentic, if you're afraid of being authentic, you know, you don't want to come across Hey everybody, I'm Tex. Um, be totally inauthentic and not yourself. Um, you, you've just got to you've, you've got to do your version of it. Hey, hi, hello, good morning, good afternoon. How's it going? I think how's it going in certain circumstances would be absolutely fine too. That's that's who you are. People get formal, Nick. People get really no, formal. No, no. Like um, I don't want to make fun of somebody because they were no make fun of them. Just do it. The person said, like you know, good morning. Uh, or good afternoon, Mister Bloody Blah, blah, blah to, the, mm, to, to mm. the to the director, and and I thought like that's so polite and kind and and uh, polite of you, but actually just comes across as really uncomfortable. Um, I know it's a like a job interview, but rarely would directors want to be referred to as Mister or Mrs or Miss or Doctor or whatever. Um, you know, if you do, if they unless you've been tipped off, yeah. If it's if it's like, well, someone asked me yesterday. You know how to how to speak to to Paul Wilson. So we're we're working with Paul Wilson at the moment, who's a director. Um, and uh, he was sorry, I'm laughing because in my headphones I can just hear the sound of some kind of garbage truck, which means you can probably all hear it as well. Um, it was really really loud. And um, with this wonderful new equipment we're using, we're just getting used to like what's required to to cut the mustard so you know his his name as a director is r paul wilson right and regardless of what the r stands for paul wilson you know what should i call him and i said well everyone just calls him paul you know so what you just said is really true unless someone tells you otherwise 
you know, you can be respectful. But I'm Miss, quite Miss, fond of Sir Nick. Sir Nick, Mister Will, Mister. Well, I'm fond of Coach, right? So people call me by my my title, and I like it. But like, hello, Mister Wilson. It sounds it's very polite, but actually, it sounds a bit formal. So if you don't, if you're not sure whether you should say, "Hey, Mark," "Hey, Paul," "Hey, Nick," you know, then then don't. Then don't use the name. Don't use the name at all if you don't need to. So let's wrap this up because we've got rehearsal to go to. So what have we covered in meet and greet? Have we covered everything, all the basics? Getting there, visualisation, the prep, walking in the door, the greeting. Yeah, confidence, all the preparation, the headphones. You know, the mental the mental part of this is almost as big as, as anything else. Um, as always, if any of you guys have questions, you know, don't be afraid to ask. We're always ready to reply and 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 we do indeed reply so uh from me mark thanks for listening thank you guys this is nick if you have any questions for our coaches mark or nick please feel free to send us an email at hello at actingcoachscotland.co.uk if you have any questions for our coaches